because there you can take all the supplements in the world and do all the right things and if you are swimming in toxic soup every day with the things you put on your face on your body the things you clean your home with you are um, you are at disadvantage with your health because those chemicals can affect your health in ways that um, are really profound you're listening to the high performance health podcast helping you optimize your health performance and longevity my name is angela foster and i'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach each week i bring you cutting edge biohacks inspiring insights and high performance habits to unlock optimal health performance and longevity so excited that you've chosen to join me today now let's dive in Hi friends, in this week's Bite Size episode, I'm sharing a clip from my interview with Dr. Jill Carnahan, who is a board-certified integrative holistic medicine specialist. And in this clip, we're talking about the toxicity that we're exposed to and how that can really affect the health of our microbiome and also the way in which we detoxify and process estrogen within the body. Um, This interview was super popular when we released it, and I think you'll get a lot of value from this Bite Size. But if you want to listen to the full episode, it's episode 253. The toxins that you feel you were exposed uh, to during that period of of growing up and things like glyphosate, how do you think that is causing damage to our DNA? Yeah, this is the elephant in the room of our modern illness, our chronic conditions, our autoimmunity, our epidemics of cancer. And it's the thing that I'm sure on your podcast you've talked about, but it is literally the thing that people don't realize is absolutely probably affecting us more than anything else. Every year into our environment, especially in the U.S., I'm not sure how Europe is, but in the U.S., the EPA does not really regulate chemicals or test them appropriately, and especially in conjunction when you synergistically add multiple chemicals at the same time into our food supply, our water supply, our clothing, our, you know, paper products are just everywhere. And if you look at a curve of, like, how many new chemicals are introduced each year, it's exponentially. It is just rising, like, hundreds of thousands of new chemicals. And because of this, what's happening is we're all swimming in toxic soup. Just last year in the state of Colorado, uh, where I live, they tested the water supply and they put a report out that PFAOs, which are uh, toxic chemicals from like Gore-Tex and Teflon, like the waterproofing when we go camping or hiking or waterproofing on some of our dishes that we used to cook. Or if you buy takeout and you buy that, that cardboard container that has a little bit of a slick lining, all of that is PFAOs. These are forever chemicals, which means once they get to our environment, scientists can't even calculate the half-life, which means they're going to be there for our lifetime and the lifetime of our children and our grandchildren. And so they're forever. And all of the water supplies that were tested in Colorado last year were contaminated with PFAOs, which is kind of scary because oh these goodness. guys... Right. There's no way. And so all over the world we're finding and and there's so many other things. I just use that as an example because it's kind of scary. It's a forever chemical. There's not like a half life where in 20 years or 30 years it'll be diminished. It's going to be there. And if it's there now, now you can filter water with reverse osmosis or charcoal activated carbon filters and that will filter it out. But if you're not actively thinking about ways for your environment to have clean air, clean water, clean food, then you're behind the eight ball because we are all swimming in toxic soup. And this is one of those things, back to your original question, I grew up on a farm, again, a beautiful place, beautiful family. You would look at it and see this is the best childhood in the world. And unbeknownst to me, it was super toxic. I had well water that probably had runoff from the fields and organophosphates, herbicides, pesticides, glyphosate, all affect the body, and many of them disrupt our endocrine uh, processing. So our body thinks that it's like an estrogen-like effect on our, say, breast tissue, but it's a chemical. And so we have this excessive stimulation of DNA and damage and replication that in someone like me who wasn't poised to detox will lead to cancer. 
Um, a perfect example is my younger sister. She's seven years younger than me. At 28 years old, which is, of course, after my breast cancer, she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. So that's two girls, same family, same environment, same genetics. And granted, there's a nature nurture. There's some of genetics, but there's a big piece of it that proves, if anything else, you know, that there is there was a predisposition towards this chemical exposure. So for your listeners, part of resiliency, part of overcoming, part of optimizing our health and our wellness is how do we really do our best to avoid these toxic chemicals and to live as clean as we possibly can? Because there you can take all the supplements in the world and do all the right things. And if you are swimming in toxic soup every day with the things you put on your face, on your body, the things you clean your home with, you are um, you are at disadvantage with your health because those chemicals can affect your health in ways that um, are really profound. And you say your, your sister was at 28, did you say? Wow, this is so young. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of the chemicals there, when we just stick with water for a moment, because water is such a controversial piece, it's very difficult for people. And obviously, there are parts of the world, you have listeners all over the world, where actually the water isn't clean. And so they are drinking out of plastic water bottles. And I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, you must never drink out of plastic bottles because it's kind of exposing you. Um, I'm not sure that cancer rates actually in those countries are as high. It sounds... Um, and from what you're talking about there, that actually this toxicity from chemicals uh, that's going into the water, as opposed to what the water itself is necessarily in, unless it's heated, seems to be more of an issue. It's what's running in where in, in countries where people think I have a clean water supply and actually they don't. That's a great point, because I think you're right. And even like traveling, I, I don't uh, I don't love plastic water bottles. I try to avoid them. But if I'm traveling, I would rather get a bottled water that's um, uh, certified and reverse osmosis filtered than to drink tap water in a hotel where I don't know where that's coming from. Because nowadays, again, if we look at well water or city waters, there is lots of phthalates and parabens and heavy metals and cadmium. There are the PFAOs, of course, and there's just so many things that can get into our water supply. That if we are not, like, again, in our home having a choice, and you can do a simple fridge filter. I use that a lot. It's not expensive. And, you know, a really good quality fridge filter. You can definitely install in your house a reverse osmosis system. That's great, but that's expensive, and you don't have to have that to have clean water. But to your point, in areas of the world where the contamination, the runoff of chemical companies or farms or things is affecting the well water, the city water, or other sources of municipal water, it might be better to buy um, filtered or spring water from plastic water bottles. Again, I don't love that, but I agree with you. I think yeah. sometimes it's a better choice. Because I think people are jumping to, oh, I must avoid the plastic, but actually we're looking at parts of the world where they, they rely on it. They can't have everything in glass. Yeah. They yeah. don't seem to be as toxic as we are. Obviously, that's not to say, like, you leave it in your car. That is right. a really bad right. idea. Even <laughs> a reusable bottle that people use, uh, you know, heating it obviously isn't a good idea. Um with the, um, you also mentioned offline when we were talking, and this was very interesting to me because you said that after breast cancer, you went on to develop Crohn's disease. My understanding as well is that things like glyphosate, often in combination with gluten, can actually really disrupt and cause inflammation in the gut. Do you put that down to that chemical exposure? I mean, obviously, in treatment for breast cancer, unfortunately, now you're having even more chemicals, right, to get rid of what was caused by chemicals. Um, what do you think was that that was the result of? 
Yeah, so in my journey, like I said, I was born a healer. I didn't really know it until I kind of went, our soul always has like these purposes and meanings and we sometimes discover them through what we go through. And as we were talking again before, it's like sometimes the stuff that's the most difficult in the midst of it, it's horrible. You would never want to experience that, but it turns out to be a blessing in disguise as far as your trajectory, where you go in the world, what you do in the world. But back to my story, um, what happened is after I'm always wanting to find out the why behind my patient's illnesses and behind my own. So part of my own journey has been like, what happened? Why did I get cancer? Why did I get Crohn's? And to me, it's very clear now. So I have a genetic predisposition towards celiac disease, which is gluten intolerance at a pretty severe level. I didn't know that. And at 14, probably due to low stomach acid and um, low absorption of zinc, I was like, I don't really like meat. Now on the farm, it's mostly like steak and potatoes and lots of lots of vegetables, but it definitely is a meat-heavy culture. And so I, at 14 years old, told my parents, I don't want to eat meat anymore. I'm going to be a vegetarian. But at 14, I didn't have the tools or the knowledge to be a healthy vegetarian. So I just took meat out, ate a lot of carbs, and I kind of called myself a carbitarian. Didn't know it, but again, I went carbitarian. Yeah, but very heavy on the carbs. And and it was really a wrong diet for me because I didn't do it in a healthy way. Uh, I now see differently. And up until 25, when I was diagnosed with cancer, and I realized, oh, my goodness, I have to take control of my diet. I was a vegetarian for all those years. And I say that because because of the proneness to celiac, I was eating gluten. I was eating gluten every day, all day long, didn't know it was causing damage. The other thing was I had a genetic predisposition towards Crohn's. So what Crohn's is, is your body's immune system on the gut lining reacts abnormally aggressive to normal microbiome contents. And it was a perfect setup because one of the drugs I had for chemo called cytoxin is known to induce leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So what happened is I had this already brewing like a, a silent celiac. I didn't know it, but my gut was already being inflamed and damaged by the gluten I was eating on this carbitarian diet. And then second, I threw in a drug to cure my cancer. Uh, for was, I had three drug chemotherapy. I had radiation, I had surgery. I had pretty much everything you could throw at that cancer. They threw at me up until, you know, the point that my heart would stop. It was intense and very toxic, but I do believe it saved my life. And so I got out of that chemo and my gut was destroyed. And um, basically, because that drug created more permeability in my intestine, all of a sudden, the contents of my intestine that contains normal microbiome was dumping into the bloodstream, into the immune system. And because I had that genetic predisposition towards Crohn's, that was a trigger for my immune system to get over aggressive and reactive and start to attack the lining, which presented at Crohn, as Crohn's. So I basically came out of chemo. I was exhausted and sick and tired and bald. I had no hair from the chemo, went right back into rotations. Um, another thought that we can come back to is the whole training of, uh, you know, legal system and medical system and especially women because it's so masculinized and driven and aggressive and like achievement oriented. And that was part of the problem probably for both of us as well. But I didn't know it. So I went right back to um, school. I didn't take any breaks. I didn't have any sort of kindness or compassion for myself or my own body. Just went right back. And I started having cyclical fevers. And one day, about four months after, maybe six months after my chemo was done, um, I'm in the ER taking a patient's blood pressure. I'm working in the ER. I passed out cold on the floor. I was taken that night into emergency surgery for an abscess, diagnosed with Crohn's, and I woke up the next morning in the hospital post-surgery, and the doctor, the surgeon, came, and he said, Jill, you have Crohn's disease. So that was kind of my awakening right after cancer to Crohn's. And I just laid out probably how it happened. It was this chemo-induced leaky gut. I was on the wrong diet for my body type. And then that perfect storm um, of those microbiome contents triggering an immune response and leading to Crohn's disease. 
If you enjoy this podcast, visit femalebiohacker.com and be part of a special community of women looking to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. If you're tired of sifting through countless websites and books to find the answers to your questions about nutrition, fitness, hormones, mindset, spirituality, and biohacking, the search is over. I've done the research for you and every week we go live with in-depth masterclasses, Q&A calls and monthly challenges to help you transform your life. And when you join the collective, you'll have access to a wealth of information, including deep dive masterclasses and biohacking toolkits on our members' favorites like metabolic flexibility, gut health, stress and resiliency and stepping into your most empowered self. Get access and be coached by me and my team and level up your health, career, and life, all for less than a dollar a day. Go to femalebiohacker.com or click the link below to get started. And I'll see you on the inside.